Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons from Grand Greetings to Golden Goblets. And today we are covering Grells. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Welcome back. <laughs> I'm doing good. You it made a, it. It was a nice little vacation. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your patience. Thank you to Jake for filling in. I heard those episodes are really good. I haven't had a chance to listen to them myself because I've been dealing with a baby. He is a special <laughs> guest. Indeed, he is a special <laughs> guest. But I'm back, and we're back at it again. Damn, and, Daniel. Uh, we're, we're we're doing Grells. Yeah. We're doing uh, Grells. Do you know anything about Grells, Brian? I, I know we were supposed to cover them with Grix, and then the we karate chopped it. Oh, yeah, we karate chopped it that we episode did. We half. did karate chop it. So, uh, yes, I did originally intend to pair this one up with Grix for obvious reasons, number one being that they definitely look related. Uh, they both got the beaks going on That's with racist. the tentacles. <laughs> They both are underdark dwellers. They're both super bizarre eldritch-looking beasties. They, both their names start with Gur. Oh, yeah. yeah hey. So they had a lot going on. Yeah, um, they sure do. Yeah. Secondly, uh, Grix don't have a lot of lore, so I thought pairing them with the semi-related creature would be a good idea. But in the end, uh, it, it ends up... doesn't even matter. <laughs> it ends up these two horrifying monsters aren't related in any way, shape, or form. Also, it ends up that Grells super deserve their own whole episode because they have a lot going on that I wasn't aware of before reading up the, uh, for the podcast. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, as I said before, I had a baby, so I ran out of research time. Thus, <laughs> <laughs> thus two monsters equals two episodes, so let's get Simple monsters. Into it. Yes, yes, let's get into well, it. Well, actually, before we get into it, like, do you, do you know anything about Grells? They look like Gricks, and like the other you information seen? that you kind of paired, okay. paired me up. But have with. you seen one? Do you know what one looks like? Uh, you know, I flip through the monster manual fairly regularly these days, so I've mm. probably gone over it. Okay, you know, okay. I probably like not read it because like I I've never inserted one into a, a setting or anything. Uh, funnily enough, I've never used a grill either, but we're gonna get into it. So grills are aberrations, aberrations in the finest sense of the word. Their physical mm. appearance seems to defy reality in both a hilarious and horrifying manner. 
And much like the Grick or Intellect Devourer, one look at this thing and you just know it's a D&D monster. Totally. Um, every Grell resembles essentially a bulbous floating brain with a wide, sharp beak attached to its front. Uh, they have ten six-foot-long, thin tentacles made of hundreds of ring-shaped muscles sheathed in tough, fibrous hide. Sharp barbs line the tips of each of these tentacles and have the ability to inject paralytic venom. Ooh, yay. They look like bird brain jellyfish okay. that, that float about the Underdark. Cool. So sharp hooks, and uh, you also have the poison stuff, and those are mm-hmm. both markers of early-level sort of bad guys. You know, you're not wrong, but at the same time, I would say these are definitely, like, you run into these at the early levels, you're fucked. Oh, okay. And they're horrifying to behold. Um, I was going to say, like, I've never ran these guys, but this is the type of monster I would throw at a group of uh, players who were very new to D&D, who, who, like, hadn't encountered or even heard of these things before. So okay. when, when you describe it to them, and when they see the, or better yet, if you have the miniatures and you pull these things out, they're going to be what the fuck is that? Yeah, horrifying. Yes. Okay, so I just assumed that it was a lower-level monster, and it's not. I don't think so. I think it's challenge rating 5. Um, I could be wrong. You're going to read the stat block yeah, later. Yes. Um, but let's get a little bit more into both their appearance and what they're capable of doing. So the Grell can also partially retract its barbs into its tentacles in order to better handle and manipulate objects it doesn't want to pierce or tear. Mm. Furthermore, creepy. Indeed. Furthermore, losing a tentacle in a fight is no worry to the Grell as it can regenerate these tentacles given enough time. Grells have no eyes. They do, however, have exceptionally keen hearing, and their skin is sensitive to both vibrations and electrical fields, allowing them to detect the presence of creatures and objects in their immediate vicinity, which leads us to our number one rule here on the Dungeon Cast, which is... Uh, don't leave your babies. No, out. okay. Our number two rule? <laughs> uh, shout out to Dima Gorgon. Number three rule? Uh... Um, d- look up the pronunciation before the episode. Don't fart in the underdark. Don't fart in the underdark. Because grells can feel the vibrations and electrical fields of your flatulation. Yeah, and if you're eating like uh, like a diet with like high iron content or metal content and you fart, it will produce an electromagnetic field. That's a fact. You heard it here. <laughs> um, despite, despite its appearance, it's good to be back, Brian. Despite its appearance, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Despite its appearance, the brain quote, quote, brain, uh-huh. of the Grell is not, in fact, its brain, but instead merely is its outer exterior skin. The wrinkled hide of a Grell varies from a pale... You know what? Pull up an image of this thing. You got it, Because, like, I know I've described it, but you got to see it, dude. <laughs> Gonna see this shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. When I said I, like, flip by this thing, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's Beholder-esque. It's got... That going on. It's obviously from the Underdark. It's, it's got the, the worst, tentacles. The worst jellyfish. It's the worst jellyfish. It's the worst um, okay. Slash bird. So you see that what brain? The fuck? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that brain's like not a brain. It's a helmet. It's a helmet. <laughs> the wrinkle light <laughs> of Grell varies from pink, from pale pink gray to faint purple pink in coloration, with older specimens being darker in color than younger ones, which combined with its damp skin that it gleams wetly in dim light. So it really looks like a fucking brain. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, makes many adventure adventurer mistake these foul creatures for disembodied brains. That and the fact they literally look like disembodied brains. Um, <laughs> the skin is actually surprisingly leathery and tough, though, measuring several inches thick on the upper body of Grell. There's a tentacled bird <clears throat> stuck in this brain. Now, this is actually similar to the intellect devourer we just talked about, where yeah. it's brain. I think it is a brain, but it's like it forms a shell around its brain. Yeah, so, there's some like, um, turtle-esque thing going on, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the turtle's not in the shell. The turtle is the shell. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's very much what Analytic Devourer is. You're right, it is Turtlesque. Yeah. It was a good analogy. Thanks. <laughs> believe Nailed it. Or, believe it or not, Grell internal anatomy is perhaps even more unusual and alien than its outward appearance. The creature maintains its internal structure via soft and flexible cartilage cage work. Both boneless and flexible, a grill can squeeze and compress its body into roughly half of its base height or width with ease, Ooh. allowing it to easily squeeze through surprisingly small spaces. This, however, appears to be quite a discomforting experience, and they only do so when properly motivated. Mm. <clears throat> The actual brain of Grell is located near the front of the body above the beak and is a rumpled membrane more resembling to a crumpled ball of paper than a biological organ. They have to, like, squeeze through a, a gate to, like, go eat their prey. And they're like, oh, oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so their actual brain looks like a crumpled up piece of paper, not like actual brain. Yeah, okay. Um, at the top interior portion of the girl's body, above the brain, is a tangled mass of ganglia that acts as the center of the electroreceptive sense that allows the eyeless creature to detect their environment. Behind the brain sits a girl's lungs, and instead of a central heart, they instead use ten powerful vascular chambers at the base of each tentacle that constrict and retract together to circulate the aberration's green copper-based blood. Mm. I love how, like... It's just, mm. you never know what you're going to get with D&D. &D. You, you, you never you know don't. what you're going to, like, how does it fuck? Maybe. Like, what are its <laughs> internal organs? Maybe you'll get that instead. Like, welcome to D&D. &D. Put them on a farm. Put them on a farm. Probably. Probably all of them. <laughs> probably Seems probably. that way at this yeah. point. Especially if it came out of Volos. <laughs> yeah, Fucking get the milk out of something nasty. Mm -hmm. That's what Volos says. So, a, a girl's stomach is located near the center of its body, with the rest of its digestive tract large enough to fill the back third of its person. Uh, Grell feeds similarly to large reptiles infrequently and preferring large meals with long intervals between each distance. What, I think I, I had a python back in the day and I only had to feed it like once every three weeks. And you just like watched that. that bad boy move down its whole body. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Uh, for, for example, though, uh, a 150-pound human is considered a perfectly manageable food item for an adult grell and can wow. sustain it for up to three months. Wow. Indeed. That's good. <laughs> at least, like, good for if you, somebody grell. goes down, that one's, like... Well, at least it's not hungry anymore. Right, exactly. Like, it's not going to be hungry for a while. Like, you true. can go adventure in peace for a time. That's if true. If you've sacrificed a count of people to a group of grells. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Because, however, grells are still opportunistic eaters, and they will have to be practically gorged to turn down another meal. Oh, so okay. That, so, that, like, you that, have a day. You have a day. <laughs> exactly. You never know when another feeding opportunity will present itself in the Underdark. That's mm, true. We yeah. know that for being true. That's true. So, grills have a unique form of blind sense. Their two keen senses of intensely accurate hearing and electrical field detection combined grant uh, this form of blind sight. The source of their hearing ability is the fact that their entire epidermis or skin acts as a single vibration detecting organ or ear. The source of the electrical sense, on the other hand, is more mysterious and is described as a sort of electroreception. With it, a grill is able to sense the faint electrical stimuli produced by both living creatures and inanimate objects within 60 feet of itself. This sense is startlingly, startle, startlingly accurate despite its relatively short range as a grill is easily able to distinguish between two beings of different sizes, a living and dead creature, and even tell that two boulders have different compositions. It also allows grails to see even in areas of magical silence. Uh, however, this sense does, does have its limitations. A grail will struggle to distinguish between two beings of similar size unless they both actually speak. Okay, yeah. I see. So. so this thing is like, fantasy Lucius Fox is like, destroy all these grails after you find the Joker, Batman. Right. And they're like, <laughs> picking up. <laughs> I, I would... <laughs> 
He's like tying all that's the tentacles together. I was to like going in my head. I was like, oh, it's kind of like a daredevil thing. But with you, no, that, that was a better pull. I like that. Let's take a short rest. <laughs> okay. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. So much like other aberrant creatures, the psychology and origin of Agrell is, of course, bizarre. Uh, while some scholars hold belief that these flying tentacled brains are the horrific creation of a mad wizard, the truth is they actually originate from the Far Realm, where the laws of nature differ wildly from those of the prime material plane. Sure do. Uh, Grell may have originated from the Far Realm, but they did not stay there forever, obviously. Uh, they eventually travel to and colonize the underdark of every plane. With their hatred of sunlight, the enormous caverns of that unlit subterranean world uh, held great appeal to them as it allowed plenty of space for them to hunt, build colonies, and practice their strange alchemy, which we're going to get into later. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, they, they have their own form of alchemy. <laughs> They're fucking drawing circles on the ground, like equivalent exchange. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Exactly. It, is, uh, it is especially in the shadow dark that they are the most plentiful and where the most ancient grail reside. Um, I'm really happy they're coming out with a Feywild adventure. Yeah, I hope there's uh, some um, Fey Dark in there because I feel like that doesn't get explored enough. But I think on the flip side, like the shadow, the shadow is awesome, and I do want more exploration of that. But like, let's get to the Shadow Dark. Like, that's gonna be doubly scary as the Underdark, right? That's cool. I mean, so. like, are we? Are we? Yeah. I mean, like, doubly scary, just more like fucking extreme, bro. Yeah. Like Shaka, or maybe it could be. Maybe it could be. 
<laughs> but it could be just an Underdark adventure, but the Underdark adventure is focused on like the um, the convergence of the three planes, right? Sure. So it could be an adventure that happens in throughout all three of the darks. Can you imagine That'd doing cool. like uh, like you're starting out your Underdark campaign, you're about to go in there for the first time, mm-hmm. and like you meet someone suspicious at the entry, but they're like cooking really good food, but they're cooking like beans and belt and Brussels sprouts and okay. like like high fiber, like sure, yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> Grells have two priorities Colonize new lands and feed Although their instinct alone drives Grell to reproduce, feed, and expand their territory Their intelligence allows them to plan their actions far better Than any pack of wild predatory animals could uh, Grell falls somewhere between the genius of mind flayers And the carnal carrion crawlers On the scale of aberrant creature intelligence With an intellect roughly on par with that of a human's Albeit modified by their strange alien motivations So like everything in the Underdark is just like has its own weird little cult. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Like, and it makes sense that like, the Underdark is wide and sprawling. It's difficult to find food, and when you find people, it sucks because yes. they try and kill and eat. They're you. horrible. So like, you have all these pocket communities that do communicate with each other sometimes through trade and a lot of times through raiding. Right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it is kind of like you have all these pocket cults down here. I kind of do my Underdark where there's like a couple of symbiotic things hanging out in like a similar area and mm-hmm. then a long expanse of nothing. And yeah, that like, makes sense. And yeah. I think that, that tracks for like, sure. I think I did Kuotoa and Mykonids next to each other. Mm-hmm. And there was like a That's small a- body of water. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That That's cool. Thing. That's I, I like I like that because like those two uh, species wouldn't necessarily hate each other and would have something to give each other, but they also wouldn't be very close friends either. Right. I have like a bowl, <clears throat> like a like a you know a half pipe shape kind of mm-hmm. going on with a the bowl in the bottom of yeah. the, the soup. A mm-hmm. Kuato lived down there, and then up in like you up walk up this ramp into a cave, and there's myconids in there. That's pretty cool. I, was like, I like they're that. a little separate. One, it's like a night. The myconids are like a nightlight for the Kuatoa almost. Yeah, there's a symbiotic relationship going on. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know what the myconids are getting from the fish people, but whatever. Water. I mean, there's the water. water. <clears throat> Maybe protection from anything that else that could come up from the water. <laughs> Maybe it's like <laughs> I need my bag of feces. <laughs> we must yeah, fertilize sure. the yeah. clan. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, fish yes. Poop. They're yeah. mushroom monsters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They need that. They need that good excrement. Okay. I need to line the, the walls. The average They've gone dry. The <laughs> average grill has no interest in infiltrating societies, manipulating events on the surface, or, or amassing slaves. Other creatures, including humanoids, are viewed as nothing more than fresh meat to the grill. Uh, grill are alien predators that group other creatures into three quintessential categories: edibles, inedibles, and great eaters. Those rare creatures that might be able to prey on the grill themselves. The purple worm. Yes. Nice. Grells will consume even the largest and most dangerous of subterranean denizens if they feel sufficiently confident in their victory. Okay. So even great eaters got to watch out if there's too many grell. And there sounds like there could be a lot of these guys. Like if they there's some, yeah. if there's some sort of like weird incursion where a bunch of them just show, up. show up there yeah, and they're fucking hunkies. Mm-hmm. And you know they're gonna be. They're a fucking purple worm rolling through. Yeah. They're like oh that looks delicious. <laughs> we should Let's, all eat him. Let's get him. Um. Grell hunt their prey through the underdark corridors of their dark homes, using their ability to navigate without sight to easily outmaneuver their light-relying victims, and shunning the surface world where their natural advantages are essentially useless. Uh, after ambushing its victim and subduing it with its paralysis-causing tentacles, the Grell will crack open its prey's skull with its beak to remove the brain. Nice! This is not to eat the brain, but instead to extract it so it may then devour the rest of the body, bones, and all. Brains are... For some reason, uh, lethally poisonous to grells. 
<laughs> I am not what I eat. I am not like my father. I am not what I eat. I am the opposite. Removed brains are normally discarded, but a grail colony might save them if they know any nearby mind flayers willing to deal in trade. Okay. Now, there's They're a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. They love brains. I got a bag of brains for you. And guys. they're probably very disappointed by the fact that grills are not brains. Yeah, <laughs> but they go get them for them, so like it's okay. It I guess. works out. Like, it works out pretty well. They have one grill, homie. There's like the one grill that can talk to the mind flayers. <laughs> the rest of them like don't come over here. I'm and, trying to think. Grell, and when you come, have a bag of brains. Grill or grill to mind flayers are like you ever see like those uh, like items that look like candy, but they're actually not edible. Like whether it's like a toy or you know like some of those cleaners Fake that look like soda but oh, they're not fabuloso. Yeah, but like fabuloso. Okay. <laughs> that is not grill. That grill. Is, that is the fucking. This is not grape soda. It is a cursed fluid. Grill or the fabulosa of my flares. Okay. That, that makes no fucking sense. I'm just saying they look like you can eat them, but they can't because they're not actually brains. Yeah. Okay. I got, so it, I got it. I got it. No, it does. Moving on. Yeah. Sorry. Generally speaking, grell can be divided into two types: those that live together in colonies and those that are feral and solitary. Okay. There was there is no animosity between the two groups. Uh, both consider the other's lifestyle a matter of personal taste. They don't judge. They're not very judgmental. Sure. That's a good quality. This might be the only one they have. Yeah. When you look like a fucking walnut. Um. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Grell do not worship any deities, but they do show deference towards those they consider to be. Uh, the great devourers, such as the Tarasque or the chained god Daris Doom. Oh so shit! The real big <laughs> okay. ones, the the big ones that like consume, consume. I was like, thinking too small. Well, they consume the best, yeah. so they are the best. Uh, what are the, what's the one? Oh shit! How did I forget the name of this thing already? Hmm. Um, not the Carry On Crawler, but the other thing that's like the Carry On Crawler. Um, we just covered it. We not just too covered long ago. it. Carry On Crawler, the thing that's like the Carry On Crawler. Psychic. It's, it's got a psychic. fucking. Uh, it's like a bad fleshy tricycle. Yeah, the the Otiog. The Otiog. Oh, they probably love that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that, I was gonna say that could be a qualifier. <laughs> Indeed. So grell colonies are, as one would imagine, found only in the Underdark and typically number between four to twelve individuals, but can reach as high as fifty. This is not including any humanoid livestock kept to make feeding easier. Such unfortunates never survive for long, except for the few who treacherously lead other humanoids into the clutches of their grell masters. That's fucked up. <laughs> um, grell have a very distinct hierarchy divided into the categories of worker, soldier, philosopher, and patriarch castes, according to age and knowledge. Each hive is led by a patriarch who gives orders to the philosophers who direct the soldiers and workers in their everyday tasks. Most Grell fall into the soldier caste, and few colonies contain the powerful elder patriarchs. Thus, it is the Grell philosophers, with their magical experiments and knowledge of the Far Realm, that tend to stand out from their fellow colonists. Mm. Any 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 comments on that? It's weird. It it's is just it's, kind of it's, a, it's, it's kind of a weird little thing to have set up. Yeah, yeah, unexpected. Like, are they? <clears throat> they're intelligent. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're not they, like. I wouldn't say they're chaotic evil. They're just, uh, as a matter of fact, what does it say? Does it say they're evil or unaligned? Uh, they're neutral evil. They do speak Grell. That's like their thing. So yeah. they're not speaking undercommon. So it's like a it's like a signifier to harbor back to your notes that like they are not from here. Mm -mm. They're from their own special place where they they're speak alien. Grell. They're alien even in this place. Yes. Um, although a Grell will always defer to a higher cast member, any major decisions is voted upon by all adult members of the colony. If a colony decides to pursue an agenda on a rare occasion, it will have been at the prodding of the colony's philosophers. It is believed by some <clears throat> that all Grell answer to a mysterious Imperator, a Grell of great power who can unite all the Grell for a common cause to conquer a realm and territory or even a world. Um, that sounds like 
a like an urban legend. Yeah, yeah. like okay, they don't have a god, but they do have a god. They, they have this. There's this, just one yeah. huge grill somewhere <laughs> they have out this there. Super mega ultra grill. Super mega ultra grill. <laughs> he, that's the one like poking holes in reality and like sending his kin yeah, into other I mean, areas. It's an urban legend that could be true. Hell, this is D and D. I mean, maybe at some point you do. You got to go to the far realm and kill the Imperator because the grells are encroaching. How far is it if you're there? You know what I mean. <laughs> The here, the here realm. Yeah. Okay. As a race, Grell are insular and reclusive and will not choose willingly to live with other creatures. A Grell might join a fight alongside a non-Grell if it leads to an easier mill, but will quickly disappear with its prize back to its nester colony at its earliest convenience. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to take all this. You can have the brain. And thanks like, for the help. They're like, no, I need the thighs. You leave the thighs also. Grells mate, but once a year in their 30, uh, 40 year lifespan, or once in their 30 to 40 year lifespan. Okay. Uh, the female will lay a clutch of two to eight eggs. Young are born active and self sufficient, but fragile. Uh, they reach adulthood within a year of birth. <clears throat> okay. So one, so two to eight eggs, but they, they do it once and then they call it. Yeah. Like no more sex. So you're going <laughs> to so get a batch of two to eight. Okay. I mean, that's a fair return. Every 40 years. Not I bad. Mean, like, <clears throat> not bad. I mean, that's more Compared kids than most people. humans have yeah, in their life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there it is. Somewhere between people. They're way below rabbits. They're way below rabbits, but somewhere, somewhere around people. people. They're yeah. at about people. Yeah. yeah. So, Grells have their own <laughs> unique form of magic called Grell Alchemy. Uh, Grell Alchemy is a particular sort of magic practiced by Grell philosophers, with other aberrant creatures being the only others capable of using this strange magic. Neither truly spell nor alchemical formula, and indescribable with words, the best approximation would be an odd combination of arcane magic, alchemical formulas, and natural science, all adhering to the quote-unquote laws that quote-unquote govern the far realm. <laughs> right. <laughs> when a philosopher wishes to invoke grell alchemy, it first coats parts of its body in alchemical powders and lotion, then motions its tentacles while uttering a sequence of screeching and chittering. Oh, my God. The effects are produced... <laughs> Produced are normally subtle. The mind of a foe can become clouded. The surrounding environment can become distorted. Or streak of lightning that creates a blinding flash where it strikes could be produced. That's cool. Um, it's really cool. What this reminds me of pretty much is exactly like is weird magic from Hags. Yeah, okay. Like, they do magic. this special magic that no one stuff. else can do. It does really strange, indescribable stuff. And no one knows how it works. Except you got to dance when you do yeah, it. Yeah, except for this one, I just pictured the girl <laughs> dancing. Uh, um, for the listener, Will's putting his hand, like, two hands up above the right shoulder, <laughs> and then pump, pump, and then two hands up above the left shoulder, and pump, pump. That's how girls alchemy. That's how they do it. <laughs> see all those little thingies floating beneath it? They're dancing with them. Let's see. They got one, two, three. They got ten of these tentacles. They got a lot to move around. There. No wonder no one else can do it, because you got to have ten tentacles to make it happen. Yeah. Anyways, I've, any questions about Grell before you read the stat block to me? Um... Let me read the stat block to you, actually. Okay, and then afterwards, tell me how you would use them, like, off the top of your head. Yeah. Like, how would you put these guys? Because I, I already told you mine. Okay. Basically, I would just put them in a dungeon and have the newest, most freshest newbie players ha encounter, like, two of these guys. Oh, only two? Okay, okay. Yeah, well, let me get it, through the, yeah, yeah. let me get through it so I yeah. know, like, what it, how to balance it, right? Right. Okay, we got a Grell, which is a medium aberration of neutral evil. Armor class of 12. HP of 55 or 10d8 plus 10. Its speed is 10 feet. Uh, it has a fly speed of 30 feet of hover, just like the Beholder. Uh, strength is 15, dex 14, con 13, intelligence 12, wisdom 11, charisma 9. Well-rounded. Yeah, well pretty rounded. good. Pretty positive there. That's yeah. like a that's like a brand new character, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's like a level 1 character or a level 2 it's character. Just some standard array. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we got the mm. perception is going to be a plus 4, stealth plus 6. That's nice. 
damage immunities, lightning. Um, condition immunities, blinded and prone. Yep, that makes sense. Doesn't have eyes. Uh, blind sight for 60 feet. Blind beyond this radius, though. With a passive perception of 14. They speak Grell. It's a challenge rating 3 monster. That's the golden zone, right? Three yeah, that's four. the golden monster right there. It's either a minion or a boss. Right. Uh, okay. Or, or a mini boss. Or a sick mob. Um, Multi-attack. Well, I guess it's just what you mean by minion, huh? Uh, Multi-attack. Yeah. The Grell makes two attacks. One with its tentacles and one with its beak. Tentacles are going to be a melee weapon attack of plus four to hit with a reach of ten feet. That's pretty good. It makes sense for tentacles, right? The ten feet's good. The plus four to hit... Um, I don't know. It's a I'm, low. I'm a little bit my I'm skewed by Super Quest Saga because all your guys' AC are, is ridiculous. Yeah, because um, when you min -max I'm at a players. point where I need plus tens to plus twelves to make shit happen. Yeah, but, but I yeah. mean we're at that stage. Sure. Um, and you know it's up to you to modify the stuff if you need mm -hmm. to. The mm -hmm. hit is going to do seven or one d ten plus two pierce, and the target must succeed on a DC eleven Constitution saving throw or be poisoned for one minute. The poison target is paralyzed, and it can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns and ending the effect on a success. The target is also grappled. It's going to be an escape DC of 15. If the target is medium or smaller, it is also restrained uh, until this grapple ends. While grappling the target, the Grell has advantage on attack rolls against it uh, and can't use this attack against other targets. When the Grell moves, any medium or smaller target it is grappling moves with it. Wow, so that's that's a whammy right there. It's You're poisoned, cool. paralyzed, grappled, and restrained at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely leaning... Uh, so. I'll, I'll tell and, you after. And each of those is a thing. All four of those is a thing that does a different thing. So that's, right. that's yeah. pretty brutal. It's diverse, for sure. Yeah. A nice attack. Uh, Beak is going to be a melee weapon attack with plus four to hit. Uh, reach of five feet. One target. It's going to do seven or two D four plus two piercing damage. So right. the more basic thing. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the yeah. obvious uh, tactic here is attack, uh, t uh, tentacle. Pull up to you. Start beaking it. I imagine with the, <laughs> with, the, with all the status effects, advantages in there. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, not the auto because I don't think that counts as helpless, but paralyzed might be helpless. I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm definitely gonna do some of the bird stuff, or was it? Was it called? Um, what the fuck? I'm so, I'm totally blanking. That movie's called The Birds, birds right? It's um, called The Birds. The birds? Yeah, The Birds with uh, that's Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna do some of the bird stuff here because people getting pecked to death in that, but they're not getting grabbed up. They're just getting pecked. Um, this is gonna be scarier. I think. I think. Yeah. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna have my team move through a section of the underdark, mm -hmm. and I'm going to like be rolling dice and shit to figure out where these uh, like secret secret dice, as these things are like moving beyond the outskirts of their vision and like tracking them. And the deeper they go without realizing it, the more grails there will be to fight. <clears throat> like they're deeper into the territory, and they're like kind of spread out as like monitors in like a hall long hallway or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they like accumulate more and more, and as soon as they notice them or they reach some specific threshold, they'll get mobbed. Oh shit! So like depending yeah, 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 on yeah. how deep they get, like or how bad they do on perception checks of a certain kind and stuff like that, or if they uh -huh. don't take like specific action to like detect something around them, they'll keep accumulating. I'll be like, how many how many hours until you guys stop to take a rest? And when they are vulnerable to set up to take the rest, they'll be ambushed. That's scary as fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, reading Paralyzed Terror, any attack that hits the creature that's paralyzed is a critical hit if the attacker is within five of the feet of the creature. So that's it. Paralyze and pull them up and crit the fuck out of them with the beak. Yep, just start getting pecked, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, that sucks. Can you imagine getting mobbed by, like, three of these guys? Yeah, that's scary. One of them's got you and the other two yeah. are, like, punching you in the stomach and shit. Yeah, so level... Okay, take your wallet. So for me, group five level ones or, or level twos, this is going to be the boss. Grell's going to be the boss of the dungeon. Um, set up by some mad wizard with some dope treasure at the end. I've been watching a lot of Adventure Time, and that's really influencing <laughs> me right now. 
I'm gonna but have anyways. I'm gonna have these in Grell. Like if somebody can understand the Grell language, they're gonna be like, um, they're gonna be like little mobsters, sort of. Like, wow, wait, that's a nice wand. Where'd you get it? Did your grandma give you this wand? Yeah. Snap! To break. <laughs> <laughs> Broke your wand in that's front of you, and then they just like fucking keep pecking them. <laughs> that's fucking. Peck. That's scary. It's that's like, no. legitimately horrifying. They would do that type of stuff. They're intelligent, right? Like they're gonna. Yes. They're they going to disarm their their opponents and stuff like yes, that. Yes, they are fully intelligent. What yeah. is that? 12, 12 in. They're a little bit above intel, uh, average. And they have a worker structure. Like they they can organize and like att- yeah. attack and stuff. Yeah, they're, this they're is full a scary monster. People. They're they're scary scary. Oh, immune to lightning. I mean, we didn't even really talk about that. Um, they're immune to lightning. Wait. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, why? That seems strange. I think it has, uh, has something to do with their electrical reception sense. Oh yeah, they I, are lightning. I didn't find any lore that covered the lightning part. They're like neuron firing in your brain, yeah, sure. like electricity. Yeah. Like lightning on only makes me stronger. Lightning only makes me it does nothing actually. <laughs> it does nothing for me. Um, <laughs> let's take a long rest. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. We're gonna get ready for bed and uh. Uh, here are your slippies back, Will. Thank you. Um, don't worry about uh, this one. I won't ask any questions. Okay, cool. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, it's all, 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 all fine now. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, so uh, we are cozy. It's actually hot as fuck where we're recording. Yeah, it's late July. Sorry if you can hear fans in, in the Southern background, California. but like, we don't care enough anymore. <laughs> it's just too fucking hot. <laughs> uh, so we want to build a beholder. Indeed, we're in the middle of building one. Uh, one that doesn't quite have a name quite yet, right? No, I'm, this is definitely the Grick Rancher it's for now. Yeah, the, the the Underdark Rancher. Underdark. It's turning into the Underdark Rancher. Yes. We've had some Underdark episodes on this one. Indeed we have. So, um, for Grells, we're going to give one of these tentacles is just going to manipula- be manipulated into a Grell tentacle. Uh, yes. Got so, ten to choose from. Just pick one. They're all identical. Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit skinnier and longer than the others. It's going to be ended with some crazy barb stuff going on. Little wiggly. Still um, buff, though. Yeah, and the the beam, if you will, the power, is going to be that that paralytic venom injection. Um, and then what are we doing for the feature, Brian? Um, we need some brains. We need some, like, walnut skin under there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think towards the base of the skull and definitely like if this thing were ever like take its hat off and so like a howdy hey what's up <laughs> uh you're gonna see that exposed brain look the slimy shininess yeah uh, that was yeah. described so we got some exposed brain going on <clears throat> but it's on. not I mean, it's hard as rocks I mean, that's why he wears the hat he's got to protect that exposed brain he's got ex- <laughs> but it's not brain it's not actually brain well, he wears the hat as like a signifier of his title or maybe he's just ashamed of the brain look so he's hiding it <laughs> He's like, he's like, I've been assembled poorly. <laughs> Fuck this look. I, like, I always wear a hat. I was made like this. I okay. am Grick Rancher. I am Grick Rancher. Okay, cool. So that's our Builder Beholder segment. Yeah, we did uh, it. Segment. We did it. Uh, before we go, what do we want to talk to the audience about today, Brian? Thanks for everybody that's being so super cool on Discord. Mm-hmm. All of you. every The whole group. Indeed. Thank you, everyone on Discord. It's been really fun interacting with you guys these last few weeks. You guys have been really supportive of the show. And uh, you guys are always awesome. And I suggest anyone who listens to us and isn't part of the Discord, what are you doing? Get in there. It's one of the best D&D communities out there. Yes, and um, if you haven't left us an iTunes review, um, especially if you're a long-time listener, please do. It super-duper helps. Like, it's it's amazing what happens when um, people do that. Like, when we get multiples in a week, it's it's really nice. So, yeah. so thanks. Speaking of awesome people, um, we got some patrons to shout out. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. we got right. some some really right awesome people that. who have supported us in a very special way, 
And in return, one of the many things that they get are shout outs on our show. Yeah, um, that's gonna be a, a handoff for sure that you're gonna get every time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get let's get into it. Uh, okay, so we got Cody Gaylor. Thank you, Cody. Cody Gaylor. Then we got Nathan Polak. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan, what's up? We got Weber. Thank you, Weber. That's W-E-B-B-E-R-B-B. <laughs> what up, Weber? Yo, we got Jordan Host. Host, host editor, host editor, host editor, host editor. Jordan, host editor. Hostetar. 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 Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Now we got Kevin. Just Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. You remember <laughs> that episode of SpongeBob? No, I don't. Kevin the sea cucumber? No, They're I don't. They were at the jellyfishing convention? No. And the queen jelly's like, Kevin. No. And it shocks the shit out of him? I don't. I definitely told the story. Um, Yarf. Thank you, Yarf. Thanks, Yarf. Uh, Sticks underscore N underscore Stones. You know it's you know it's Stones. It's stones. You know it's, thank you, Sticks and Stones. Thanks, Sticks and Stones. My sister. Uh, thanks, Michelle. I didn't know your sister's name was Michelle. Her, my sister's name is Michelle. <laughs> thank you, Michelle. <laughs> uh, thanks. And then um, we got Nathan Abernethy. Thank you, Nathan. And the Renewing Destroyer. Thank you, the Renewing Destroyer. How we are ominous. honored. We are honored to have you. Thanks for renewing and destroying, I think. Uh, and shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Uh, thanks for upping your pledge, Demogorgon. Are we patrons of Demogorgon, or is Demogorgon patrons of us? You watch your tone. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can't just be gone for three weeks and then just start talking about that shit. My apologies. You fucking know. My apologies. So much has happened. Uh, no, thank you, Demogorgon, um, for helping. Thank you to all our patrons. Um, you guys support us, and hopefully, you guys are enjoying the bonus content uh, that we have on there. And we got more coming. Yeah, Jake and I did a uh, dungeon chats while Will was gone. Ooh, nice. So that, that, was, that was really cool. That was Hell fun. yeah, that's cool. Um, you get thank you, Jake. That's like a whole podcast, pretty much. We just kind of do it when we can. Yeah. So and then what? Flashbang the surgeons on there. We got the Vault Raiders. We got a bunch of D and D campaigns on there. Basically, go check it out. Most of them are of great comedy stuff. hilarious. Yeah, really. We funny. got Ranger Danger. A few holiday specials, including Ranger Danger. I know once my run of Super Quest is over, I'm going to be starting something. Uh, it's going to be a grim horror themed game, um, but we'll get into that later. And um, yeah, if you guys like what we do here, uh, one of the best ways to support us is by going on Patreon. And even if you can only give a dollar, that still helps us out. So we appreciate anything and everything you guys um, do to support us. And hopefully we are doing enough on there to make you feel like it's worth your time. Yeah, you get some, some notes for the show. When Will's done with them, we put them in like a, a Google Doc like folder. So you can go check those out. It's, it's usually like kind of after they've aired, those start showing up you know, over time. So if you ever want to like read along or just check it out for your own reference. You know, the there's cool information about like second edition in there sometimes, or you know, a lot of fourth edition stuff makes it into the show. So, if you are having trouble like recalling that because you own fifth edition books and the internet is like unreliable sometimes, you can go check those out. So, Indeed, nice little resource there. Um, and uh, OST for Super Quest Saga or any of the shows we do, I make all the music and we put it up there, and it's going to be up updating um, pretty soon with new Super Quest Saga stuff because the arc is over. So yeah, um, Super Quest Saga, we've got like till the end of the year on that. So hop on Indeed. it's too late. Well, it'll never be too late. That show's just gonna exist for you. Yeah, it's gonna exist forever, but uh, it is, we're, I think we're entering the final 15 episodes. The so. final I, I'm projecting this, uh, this storyline outside of something drastic happening, probably ending sometime in uh, January. Cool. So. 
All right. I think we can call it a game. Call it a game. Talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.